Welcome to the Vitamin J Podcast, Episode 14. November is when we remember. Welcome back to the Vitamin J Podcast. Today I'm here with our lovely Minister Erin. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about... Oh, I'm Ava. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about All Souls Day, which was at the beginning of this month, uh, November 2nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And something um, my family does is we celebrate... We kind of celebrate that all month. Mm. November's that month where... We remember everyone who's passed. And one of the parishes that I used to be a part of for November, they'd set up all the photos of everyone who had passed out in in the parish. Like they put up um, shelves. They would put up shelves and everyone would be bringing pictures of their loved ones. And, you know, in in a lot of parishes, they'll have like a banner with the names of all those who have passed in the last year. Right. And it would stay up for all of November. And so because of that and also in um, being inspired by also like the Day of the Dead, I like to put out photos on my mantle. Mm, we do the same. All year, um, all month long, so that I have the pictures of all those that I've loved who've passed. So grandparents, friends, some nieces and nephews and uh, and that. Yeah, we have like a bunch of ancestors and stuff, like our grandparents and my parents' grandparents. And um, we have a picture of my mom's mom on the mantle and we were praying for her. And um, my grandmother was a amazing sewer. I never met her. She died 18 years ago, and she, but she was an amazing oh. sewer. And that was just mm-hmm. kind of like what she did. And she made my mom's wedding dress. And um, oh my she had this bag of like felt pieces. And like when we were kids, we would play with them and just mess around. And um we haven't played with them in this house yet, though. We moved about five years ago. And um, we were praying for her. And then my mom went to the other room. And she was going to do laundry. And she goes, oh, my gosh, guys. And we're like, what? And we found a little felt piece, like, in the laundry right after we had been praying for her. And we were like, oh, my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> so I think that's a sign. Because it's happened before, like, little pieces of like pink dots that we find on like things after we're praying for her or like my mom's sewing projects she'll find them just and I think it's also easier to believe that because in your house you don't have any little kids that would be getting into something yeah we haven't played them in this house at all I don't know how it got there so I think that's a good sign she's in heaven but it is I think I think that there's a lot of people that have signs and just things that heaven that those who have gone before us do send them Mm -hmm. so my friend becca her mother has sent her butterflies i've seen a butterfly on a beach on a day when you know it's super windy and i've never seen a butterfly on a beach yeah and then i see a butterfly on a beach and then i find out oh like this she she passed this day this was the day that her mother had passed that I was asking her mom to pray for me. And then I see a butterfly and that was one of her signs. So just, yeah, those things, they happen. And I think they're ways to remind us of heaven's love mm-hmm. and that we're not alone. And there's people that we can ask for prayers that, you know, those that we loved and we can't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So today you have a story for us. Yes, I do have a story for us. So I've been a youth ministry leader for around 10, 11 years. Um, I took a little break in the middle. Yeah. And my first parish where I worked, um, I was full-time. It was at St. Pius X in Granville, and one of my students there passed away. And so his picture was the first one that I I framed and I, I set out, and then I started that tradition after that, like pulling out my grandparents' photos or my aunt and uncle who had passed. Um, and now, you know, since then I've had friends and stuff. So, um, But his story is kind of uh, pretty remarkable. And his name was Ryan Fisher. Um, some people, if they're listening from the Granville area, will have heard of him. He was a TriStar athlete, an honor student. He was his hockey team co-captain and so many other things. I got to know him the summer before his freshman year when he came on his first trip to Catholic Heart Work Camp. We host a work camp, or you can call it a mission trip, every year at St. Pius. Um, and... He was placed in my small group along with another incoming freshman named Elizabeth. And so it was that summer that I just, um, I got to know him that week. He had such character and depth and showed such leadership that that was the year that I opened up our leadership team to accept two freshmen a year. That's awesome. So he was one of them because beforehand, Uh I think we only had sophomores, juniors, and seniors on our leadership team. So I had kind of restricted that. Anyways, so he was on our leadership, I believe, all four years, and he came on every mission trip. He was outgoing, goofy, had character. He was involved in so many things, but he always made time for church. And he always made time to be on our leadership team. Even if he had to come to a retreat late, he was there. He would show up. Oftentimes, we'd have like 50 or more teens packed in this basement youth room. And so we'd be trying to start our youth night, which we called Sunday Night Live. And he'd be laughing in the back, usually being the one who's talking and maybe a little bit of other chatter. And so kind of my routine was to call back and say, Ryan, can you get this place to quiet down? And he'd holler at everyone to listen up, to listen to whoever was talking. And um, it was just kind of a funny thing. But... I watched this kid reach out to others. He reached beyond friend and social circles. He was he was a pretty popular kid, but he he would rally around people and he rallied around this one particular teen. And I took turn um I took joy in observing this. Another um member of our our youth group. And it turns out that after Ryan passed and we had an assembly to celebrate him a day or so before his funeral, that this teen got up in front of the entire school and said that Ryan had saved his life. Oh, my God. I didn't know how bad it was, but I knew that there was struggle. But I got to watch that friendship happen. And there's, like, nothing more inspiring than something like that. Yeah. So... To go back a little bit, that the day that he passed, it was March 7th, 2014, I had just stepped out of, um, it was my first year stepping outside of youth ministry because I, I'd had a baby, and um, and I decided to step out. But that morning, I got a phone call, and for some, I, I think I was up early because of the baby. And one of my other teen leaders, who had been a good friend of his, Elizabeth, called me. And 
it was the most surreal call of my life. I, she told me he had passed. And I think I was in shock. I couldn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. And then I broke down. And then I pulled myself together and I headed to Granville. And in the next, like, four or five days, I spent over 40 hours in Granville. So we put together an impromptu prayer service um, that was packed while his team, because it was the morning of a hockey tournament, um, and his team headed to that championship game. So Granville, they lost their game, but at the end, when they were huddling in prayer, um, it was then that that Detroit Catholic hockey team came and surrounded them, putting their arms on them and covered them in prayer as well. And that, you know, made us all choke up and cry. But it's just kind of a glimpse of the difference that this student made um, and the impact that he had even after his death. So whether it was something that he did out loud, like by being friends and making friends or things that he did quietly, because another student got up and told at that assembly how um, every first class of the day that she watched it as he silently bowed his head and say, said a prayer. Like most, she's like, nobody really noticed this. She's like, but I noticed it. Mm-hmm. And because of his example, she started to do that too. I got the impression that they didn't talk much or I don't know that they were friends and she never told him that she did that. Right. But he led by a, a loud example and a quiet example. And it made all the difference. So, like, how can we live our lives in such a way to do that? Yeah, even just the little things, like bowing your head to pray before meals. And, like, yes. you never know who's going to see and follow your example. And Exactly. And that was in, that was a, that's a public school, you know. And so it's, it's the little things, you know, someone drops something, you pick it up, or, you know, someone's making fun of someone, and Ryan would get in the middle, and hey, you know what, that's not okay. Right. So, and he was, he was also one of the first ones to laugh, you know, so, um, and of my own experience, like, that kind of relates to all souls, and, and saints, and our loved ones in heaven, um, I was, after he passed, like, it was three days that I just felt like, everything was really dark and, and grief and those emotions that you're swimming in right after you've lost someone. Mm. And that third day after his passing, I ended up in, um, one of my favorite churches in Grand Rapids, St. Mary's downtown. And it was night and the church was lit by candles. It was silent. And I just started talking to Ryan. Um, so something also a little side note is like, sometimes we Catholics might slip and we'll say, Oh, I, I prayed to my grandma who's in heaven. Well, it doesn't mean that we prayed to them. It, we're, what right. we mean to say and what we slip up sometimes is like, I was talking to my grandma and I was asking her to pray for me. And yeah. so sometimes we just say, I prayed too, but we're not praying to the people in heaven. We're- That's a big misunderstanding within the Catholic faith is people, oh, you pray to saints. It's no, we ask saints to intercede for us and to pray for us. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So I just want to say that in case that I slip up in this podcast myself. So I just started talking to Ryan and I had a lot to say to him. Um, And I had a lot to ask him to pray for because there had been one or two like just broken relationships when I had left St. Pius and he just knew everyone and he, he, he loved them so much. And so, and while it was silent, it was the most incredible thing. 
So you know that feeling of when someone is sitting with you, listening to you, and you can know and you feel their presence because yeah, they're physically sitting right in front of you, just kind of like you're sitting over there across the room like, I know you're there. I know that you're listening. I know that you're looking at me. Feel my presence. and Yeah. yeah. So I have saints that I've prayed to for years, and I've never felt the presence of one who's passed um, or even a saint so perfectly and clearly as I, I felt Ryan that night. Oh. And so it brought me like this overwhelming sense of peace, and I knew that he heard me, and I knew that I would be asking his intercession from here on out. That was the third day? Yeah, it was the third day after. I got this image of like Jesus in the tomb for three days. And then on the third day, there was joy. And like when you said that, so that's beautiful. And the interesting thing is also right after that, like during the visitation, um, I'm not going to like say who is who, but other really close friends of Ryan or a family member, one friend told me how another had had a vision of Ryan. Um, another, um, Are you serious? Yes. Another gal who is really close to him has had dreams where they, they just talked about anything and everything. Um, another one heard Ryan praying the rosary with them as they were praying the rosary at the end of his visitation. Oh my God. And another dear f- adult friend of mine who was involved in the ministry as one of our key volunteers uh-huh. said she heard Ryan speak to her. Um, I don't know if it was in the middle of the funeral or the rosary that they were praying. And Ryan, you know, said, hey, and <laughs> told her how awesome heaven was. He just said, this is so cool. You know? Oh, my God. So we just so it's just like he reached out to multiple people. And I'm sure there's others whose stories like that I hadn't heard. But I just know that he's he's there and there's certain you know his family and certain really close friends that have continued to go visit his grave to this day um and and are always remembering we we haven't we haven't forgotten and myself my my second daughter um was kind of you know a little bit of a a surprise I wasn't trying to get pregnant and but then I realized her her due date her exact due date was the a year, the uh, an exact year from the day that Ryan had passed. So she was supposed she was due on March seventh. You serious? But she was born she was born a few days early. Um, but I just was like, why? You know, like how am I pregnant? And then I, right. I looked at her due. I saw I, I we figured out her due date, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like just <gasps> just a little gift, but also. Like that day was so special. Right. So um, her middle name is now Ryan after Ryan Fisher. And, you know, his parents blessed that. That's beautiful. I love that. We, I mean, we name our children after grandparents. We name our children after someone or something who's inspired us. And he was an incredible human. Right. He was an incredible person. And so um, we had this saying, a lot of us is live like Ryan, you know, Live like every day is your last. Live every day to the fullest. Um, on his phone that they found, the last thing that was on his phone before he passed, he passed in his sleep of an, el- in, an enlarged heart. Okay. Um, the last thing that was on his phone when they opened it up was Psalm 23. Oh. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. So the last thing he did was a prayer. And the last thing that he did before that is he told his mom he loved her that night. You know, so That's that is beautiful. how we should be living our life, yeah, right? Exactly. The last thing we do before bed is a prayer. The last thing we do is we're telling one of our family members that we love them. 
So, um, and I think his favorite quote, uh, Bible verse, if you want to go look it up, is uh, Jeremiah one nineteen. Okay. And like, yeah, it's just like the little things of like how he just included this one friend of his and just like brought him into the group by just talking to him a little more and saved his life that way by just the little things. And he, he didn't know what he did to that person's life, but. Yep. Yep. Because we don't know what we the impact that we have on people and sometimes years later someone might come and tell us hey like you you did you saved me or you did this Mm -hmm. and this made all the difference and Mm -hmm. sometimes we hear those stories right but like that could be our story and um that is sometimes our stories and just to to take that example and live that live that life yeah thanks for coming on and sharing this story we've loved having you and podcast debut you did amazing (laughs) (laughs) thank you i was a little nervous it was beautiful thank you (laughs) my my job for this podcast is usually the behind the scenes to pray over everyone before they this is the lady behind it all guys and and just to encourage and say hey you can do that why not just just do it yeah but sometimes you got to push her i was like hey aaron you haven't (laughs) been on this podcast yet so it was awesome thank you thanks for listening everybody god bless and um look up um today you know go ahead and read psalm 23 or jeremiah 119 definitely we're praying for you guys god bless you bye